Our scripture passage today is taken from John 13, verses 1 through 20. John 13, verses 1 through 20. And I'll be reading from the English Standard Version. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that the hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter and said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterwards you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but need, but not everyone, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I give you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, Blessed are you if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. May the Lord bless us in the reading of this word. Today we have something special that we're going to be starting um, every communion Sunday. We have a children's message today. And so we're going to call all the children to come up front. And I'm going to ask you guys, if you can bring those three chairs over here. Um, could you guys just bring these three chairs over here? I'm going to ask you are a, a mother with a small child. You are welcome up as well. We'll put it just right over here. And for the children to come and be seated, and, or a father and his child. No, the other way, the other way, the other way, the other way. You guys can all have a seat. Good morning, children. Say good morning, Pastor. Good morning. Say good morning. All right. So today we read about Jesus washing people's feet. Who washes your feet for you? Who washes your feet for you? You wash yourself, okay. Oh, wait, who washes your feet for you? Who washes you? Mommy? Yeah, mommy. Mommy washes your feet, right? Well, Jesus, Jesus, 
what he did was very something very special. His disciples were sitting with him, and Jesus began to wash people's feet, their icky feet. You know, when they were living then, they had they had sandals, and all the dirt and dirty stuff would get on their feet. Yucky, yucky. And so, in those days, when people would come into someone's house, they would have a servant or a slave who would wash their feet before they came in. And actually, it was the job of someone who was the lowest of all the slaves. The lowest. And what Jesus was saying is that Jesus came not to be the king so that everyone could serve him, but Jesus came to wash people's feet to serve them. All of you take a bath to get clean, right? Yeah. Right? Audrey, you take, you take a bath? Yeah? Okay, you take a bath to get clean. And when you take a bath, your whole body is clean. Which is another type of clean that Jesus does for us. Is that when he forgives us of our sins and we receive Jesus in our hearts, right? That when we have Jesus in our lives, that Jesus cleans our bodies. That we belong to him. And we lost one. <laughs> but there's another thing that Jesus does. Jesus washes our feet all the time. And we as God's people, we always need to let Jesus wash our feet. And what that means is that we need to always go to Jesus and say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, help me to obey you. Jesus, help me to obey my parents. Help my parents to love me. And every time we do that, it's Jesus washing our feet. But then we have to do something else. Not only let Jesus wash our feet, we have to wash each other's feet as well. You want to wash your sister's feet? No. <laughs> you want to wash his feet? Okay. Jesus, okay. You see, if Jesus has washed us, then what we need to do is always wash each other's feet. And what that means is we always help each other. No matter how hard it is, no matter how icky it may seem, God has called us to wash each other's feet. Okay? Wash! That's right. Let's pray. Lord, just thank you for our children. Lord God, may the truth of your gospel, Lord, go deep into their hearts. We pray as parents, Lord Jesus, and as adults here, that we watch over our children, Lord, teaching them in word and in deed what it means to be cleansed by the Lord Jesus Christ and what it means to serve one another. Teach our kids to have hearts to serve one another as well, that they too, Lord, may prove, Lord, that Jesus lives in them and that we may rejoice. In Christ's name we pray. So we will continue to uh, figure out how to make that better and better and better. Um, but it's important for all of us to realize that our children are part of this covenant family. Um, people often ask me, you know, what do you see your church like in the future? And I say, by the time that all of you reach your like mid-40s, I mean, I'll be older than that, but by the time all of you reach your mid-40s, it's not a time to think of, oh, we've arrived, or oh, this is our church, this is mine. By that time, these kids will be in their 20s, and it's our duty to figure out how to pass the church on to them. And so in order for us to do that, we need to train them up even now. Uh, my prayer is not that we become, I, hope, I do not want our church to become a church where we reach our 40s, we're so focused on ourselves, we reach our 50s, and before it's too late, we're a church that just simply has to go into the sunset. 
and pass away. But we're a church that can continue to serve the younger generation and pass on God's, God's call to allow the generations after us to be his witnesses to all. So here we are. This is Jesus' final act before that faithful day that he is betrayed, that faithful day where he's to be judged, crucified, and die. This is his last act in many ways before the Lord's Supper of showing his love for his disciples. And this is amazing of where God's heart is for his people. God knows that he came in the shape and the form of Jesus Christ to, as a human to walk with us. But even in the shape of a human being, he did not come to lord it over us, but he came to serve us. And he came to love us. Here he is knowing that Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, was not clean in body. In other words, he was destined to be a part from the Lord. He was one who was not clean before the Lord. And Jesus' heart broke in knowing that one would be lost. But as the twelve sat before him, John des describes beautifully how he got the basin of water, wrapped a towel around his waist, and began to wash each disciple's feet. Now as you heard me say to the children, this is the lowest of the low jobs that a servant could have. To wash the feet of people who have just traveled before they would come into your home. And Jesus in that very act was telling his disciples, I am the lowest of the low, for I did not come to be served, but I came to serve you. And what is even more beautiful than him serving those he loved is that he even served that person, Judas Iscariot, who was to betray him, washing even his feet and knowing that soon, through him, his arrest and judgment would come. Jesus' love in this instant is indiscriminate to all. If you want to say to me that Jesus loves all people, those who will follow him and those who will not follow him, 
I will go to this text in an instance and I'll say, that's true. But Jesus has pity on those who will be judged harshly for eternal damnation. And Jesus has love for them. And Jesus has love for us who know him and enjoy him and take pleasure in him. God says us here that we need God or Jesus to wash our feet. And then we see Peter. Peter says, well, Jesus, not only our feet, but wash our whole, wash my whole body as well. You know, if if you want to wash this, wash everything. You know, I will do what you tell me to do. I will submit myself to you. And Jesus uses this as a teaching moment. That all of you who know Jesus already, you're already clean. You're already clean. You don't need to take shower after shower after shower after shower to cleanse yourself. That once you've met Jesus Christ and you've seen that your sins have been forgiven and you see the beauty of Jesus above all else and you're drawn to him as, a, as, a, as, as, as animals and as people are drawn to light, we know him. We do not have to say to God, God, help me to come to know you. We, we know him. He knows us already. But there's something about having our feet clean that we often forget to do as God's people. We forget that we need to continue to rely upon God and his mercy day by day by day by day. That's not simply I believe in Jesus and that somehow that one confession will, will get us through the rest of our lives. But Jesus says to us we must come to him and allow him to wash our feet. That we may continue to grow in his grace. When you come to Jesus, the picture we have day by day is you're not coming to someone who's a harsh king, who's a harsh God, but you're coming to someone who's waiting to serve you, willing to serve you wanting to serve you. You're coming to someone whose role it is to do all the dirty work in your life and not the easy things. Not the things that look pretty. Not the things that make you look like a believer to all others, but to really get in between the toes, in between the nails and to wash you 
each and every one of us, even though we know we've been justified by faith, we believe that if we just simply confess the name of Jesus and believe in our hearts that he is our Savior, believe in our hearts that he's washed away our sins, we, we believe that we belong to him. But in our daily walk with God, we still need to rely upon his grace. So I ask each and every one of you, one, come to the Lord each and every day. Come to him, not as someone there just to give you a drink of water, although he'll give you a drink of water. Come to him, not as someone who will sort of finish sort of the, the clothes you're wearing, or, or, or even though he'll, he'll, he'll do that, he'll, he'll polish you to the end. But you come to God as someone who will wash your feet. All the dirtiest of dirt that you might think you have on yourself or someone else. All the sins that you think are just too much for God to, to really forgive and to, and to take a hold of. That is what God came to do. He came to wash your feet. And so when we go to the cross and we there to confess our sins each and every day, don't simply talk about the generalities of sin, although, although that's important. But confess your sins specifically, particularly each and every one of them. And go as deep and as dark as you need to go. For the Lord is already there wanting to forgive you wanting to make you whole this is our God this is what he does if Jesus himself can expose himself to and look weak before all others surely we can look weak to him knowing that he will forgive us and wash us. But secondly, and remember, this is, this is the last act that Jesus does for his disciples. He tells them, wash each other's feet as well. This is how you will know that you are in me and I am in the Father. This is how you know that that you belong to me, as if you not only let me wash your feet, but you wash each other's feet as well. Now, maybe when you were younger, you had those retreats where everyone would wash each other's feet and stuff like that. And people would always ask, well, who wants to You pick a partner, and then after you wash their feet, you switch and, and stuff like that. And I remember back in the day, we, didn't, we only had one bucket of water. And so we always wanted to go first because we don't want to use dirty water to clean someone else's feet, you know. You know, and so like, I'll, I'll go first, I'll wash your feet first, so I don't have to use, you know, stuff like that. And even for us then, it's like we, we recognize how dirty feet are and how dirty feet can get, even though we're wearing sneakers and socks. And there's no way that you would ever see 
the owner of a home clean anyone's feet, especially not a visitor who comes. But God is commanding us and saying that if you want to show your love for one another and show yourself to be my disciples, you must wash each other's feet. And just like Jesus goes to the deepest recesses of your sins and the deepest insecurities and the deepest sufferings and heals you, so we as God's people be washed in that grace by God must walk with one another as well, should we not? If your brother smells because they haven't washed their feet, they haven't taken a bath, then you must go love them and give them a hug. And if that means you smell too, that's okay. You can smell as well. If that means all of a sudden your heart is, is dragged into suffering with your brothers and your sisters and you're trying to walk together with the Lord, that's fine. But that's what washing each other's feet means. And if that means at times that you wash someone's feet that might not know who Jesus really is, that's okay as well. The Lord wants our church to be a church that seeks to serve, that seeks to help one another, that seeks to be stretched in such a way that we do things that we would never see ourselves doing without the grace of our God. So two things, brothers and sisters. One, go to God each and every day. Let him wash your feet. Confess all your sins. Confess all your insecurities. Confess all the things that are in your heart. Have a good talk with the Lord and let the Lord minister to you and forgive you. Receive that forgiveness. That's what Jesus is here to do. Secondly, as Jesus has done to you, do for one another. By the power of God, wash each other's feet. Go the extra 10 miles. Go the extra 100 miles. There's no one here in this church who should be comfortable right now in this church. And what I mean by that is this. Loving other people is by definition something uncomfortable for the flesh. When we serve other people like this, a lot of times we say yes before we even know what we're doing. And praise God for that, because if we really thought about what we're doing, most of us would say no. And before we know it, we're helping people. We're loving people. And you praise God and you say, God, thank you for allowing me to wash my brother and sister's feet. 
I would have never done this. But you pushed me. Thank you for showing me the grace that is there. I call all of you to be loved by God and love one another. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that you've given us. And Father, it truly is a time for all of us to, to wash up, Lord God. Father, I thank you, Lord, for our parents, Lord Jesus, for in many ways they themselves, Lord, are, are forced to, to love, Lord God, beyond their capability. And I pray for these parents, Lord Jesus, that they would not be frustrated, Lord God, but, Lord, that you would give them a peace beyond all understanding, that they themselves, Lord, would go to the cross and be washed by you, Jesus. And in knowing, Lord, that being washed by you, they have the power to, to minister and to love their children. We pray, Lord, for all of us, Lord God, here today, Lord Jesus. For, Father, we often count too much what we have and what we don't have. We measure out, Lord, what we can give and what we can't give. But what we discount, Lord Jesus, is that we have your power and your resources. What we discount, Lord God, is that you yourself can multiply, Lord, the resources within us and the resources in this church, Lord God. And so we ask of you, Lord, to place us in places, Lord, that are uncomfortable. Place us in places, Lord, where we see an impossibility of our church to do things. So help us, Lord God, to wash each other's feet as brothers and sisters, to go, Lord, into the hearts of each other's um, pains, the hearts of each other's weaknesses, and help us to walk with them, Lord, no matter how long the journey may be. And help us as a church as a whole, Lord, to serve, Lord, this world, Lord God, by sharing the good news of Jesus. And help us to do so in a way that's not simply planned, but, Lord, put in our place, Lord, things that we see are impossible for us to do, that we may be a people who pray and, and rely upon your strength and your strength only. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.